Yeah, how are you doing? You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad at Folk Alliance International New Orleans, where uh, Culture Ireland are showcasing a number of Irish artists, and some are up and coming new artists, some are well established with a reputation that is global. And I'm sitting across from Colin Moshnadi and James Mahan of Keela, and they would fall in the latter category of nice. having a fantastic international reputation. Great. And I'll have to say, first of all, the performance that you guys put on last night it was proud to be Irish in that room last night and to see everybody up with that last number you did where you had everyone up dancing and, and moving around it certainly it does um, I have been in saunas that weren't as hot <laughs> and, and that's a credit to you guys that people wanted to get into that room to listen to you welcome guys yeah, thank, thank you, you. Um, Colm, I'll turn to you because yeah. there's, uh, there's you siblings in the band and, and you would be there for a long how, Kayla, how long are you on the road? How long, how long are you uh, it started in school with uh, Ross and Ronan, the siblings and um, Colm up in Umrah that yes. was the airport mentioned and so with 30 odd years they started, there was, there was a competition for secondary schools called Sloga yes. and the school would enter a a band per year kind of thing. Okay. So there was a there was a tradition of send of having bands in the in the school. So in a way that's what like that's what started, you know. Okay. So that first slogan then when you guys went in from school, that was kind of the school band. Yeah, no I wasn't in it. Okay. Uh, that was the, the lads, it was all you know, it was in the school. So thing, then you growing know? up was music in your family? Not really, no. No, uh, my ma sang out of tune and my dad sang when he was drunk. <laughs> If, that's, if, that's, if that counts for me, I, I, won't, I won't ask. Was there a lot of singing? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't a drunk, but he, was, know, he, he just didn't. He just didn't sing that often. It wasn't. It wasn't part of their uh, upbringing. Right. The, the music wasn't part of it. Um, yeah, not at all. So then school would be responsible and I say that in the, the best possible way school would be responsible in some way for the musical influence yeah, and uh, for Kayla well you see we were, we were lucky and maybe I, I'm older than the lads so um, there was a artistic Irish speaking generation that decided to uh, that Irish uh, education to the to Irish language was really important for the development of their children and bilingualism and all the the, the, the great things that does right. and as part of that in South County Dublin there was a school called Skullurka that was founded in the early 50s and music and culture and art and especially through Irish language was central to it so when we went to school we just entered into what was already and it's not hotbed but there was a families worth of musicians pouring their way through it right. so it was normal okay so I remember uh, in the it wasn't cool, but I remember going to Slogan, watching the, the older bands, thinking, this is amazing. Like, this is just, am I the only person of my mates outside of school that gets this stuff? You know, tunes and stuff, and a remarkable standard. And at that time, would Slogan have been predominantly cultures? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, Soga was it was started by Guaylin. Yes. Guaylin was very Dublin centred. Okay. Even though they were selling tickets around the whole country, they right. Yeah. Um, they sold pools tickets to fund Irish right. language 
stuff. So slow go would have been mostly coaches. By then I mean, you know, no, when I said that, no, well, I know what you, you mean. Know, yeah, like in other words, because, because you go around the country, like uh, the national yeah. school I went to was through Irish. Yeah, but in Banaslow. Okay. But there was it wasn't music in yeah. that sense. It was pure academics. Yeah. Uh, and it was our scale game. Yeah. Uh, and then when I went to secondary school, we had musicals, the yeah. operetta, and the art uh, every year. Yeah. But I would have considered Clare and Sligo, Waterford, Dungarvan yeah. kind of ring, where you had traditional music and musicians, yeah. Anamara, who would have been feeding into Sloga. Yeah. So, and in that sense, is more what I mean that in Dublin, you, I wouldn't have considered you would have had the same richness of. Yeah. No, probably not. But uh, like, so the families that were in in our school, uh, so the O'Costas were there. Yeah. So there was, you know, forty children. Yeah. And they all had amazing music. Well, ten of them, isn't there? There's about ten. Yeah. Yeah, and they're amazing musicians. Yes. There was uh, um, the McKenna's. Okay. The Piper. Yeah. The Box player. Yeah. Uh, the the second year of Clashown, which is the secondary school, had. Um, Stunning bands. They won the first couple of slogans for bands. Stunning uh, uh, quality of musicians. You know, uh, it just seemed to be maybe a couple of families. Maybe it's only you know all you need is you know two or three families, and all of a sudden there's a buzz because they're all bouncing off each other. Right. And it's kind of as I said, cool. It was interesting. When I reflect on it, like I hung out with people, I grew up in Sandyman and I hung out with people, so they wouldn't have known a flute from a whistle, from a pipe, from a fiddle, from anything. Yeah. And there was me going in, and lunchtime there was a session, which would beat all sessions to my ears. And you know, I only knew the cheapness back then when I was quite young. Yeah. And hearing all this music was, was normal, you know, or even at the age of 15, one of the McKenna's, uh, Tommy, got a job doing lights for moving hearts. Right. And all of a sudden you have this kind of, this undercurrent of something dangerous happening out there. Right. You know, you didn't know the music. So it, it was just kind of normal, which is kind of weird because it's a light, little tiny bubble of 150 children, you know. But, but Callum, yeah. one of the things I always say, and this is a reflection yeah. on some of the times when my wife says stuff to me, yeah. it's you only need one entertainer because y the audience don't yeah. all want to be the one on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to be entered into your bubble of nothingness. No, no, you don't. Yeah. You, you yeah. only need a small group of people to provide for yeah. the larger number. Yeah. So, like you guys were the small, you you guys were the small number that, that and we sustained. Were, and we came way later, you know. It was, it, it, as I said, it wasn't it wasn't those who. Like Ross, the tradition of having a band had diminished. So Ross, who founded the band, would call them and all. That was the kind of revitalising, I wouldn't say. Right. Uh, like I, I had a band in school, and we were awful. Awful. Couldn't play it. Couldn't string a tune together. Out of the ten of us, one of them, one of us could play a tune. The rest butchered tunes. <laughs> Couldn't do rolls to save me life. <laughs> we went up and clashed to where Faith McCunningham came off. We didn't use microphones. He says, I know nothing. Faith was doing, um, Faith ran the Abbey and all that kind of stuff. Right. He was stage manager. And he comes over and he says, I don't know anything about Irish music, but I have to say, that was just awful. 
And he's just being honest. He was just saying, what you've done was just... Yes, but you need shite. You need that. You actually... But no, I didn't need it. No, but then, <laughs> you can't, if everyone tells you what you're doing is perfect, you oh, don't need to, you don't need to improve. So we knew it. <laughs> Couldn't play a bloody tune to save our lives. Could play a slower maybe, but... And this is a 14, 15, 16, whatever it was, box. So that also <laughs> explains the grounding in the Irish language. Were you ever concerned that by focusing your talent and projecting the Irish, uh, your, your, through the Irish language, that you were catering to a small audience? Nah, because you see, when we were writing the songs, it was, we were, there was part of a circle of songwriters and all. You were doing it through English and Irish. It didn't matter. Right. You're doing it in any language. If, no, I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, because what you put on, the, the show yeah. you put on, is very heavily Australian. Yeah. It's just that the Irish songs worked. Yeah, it's the only the, the English songs didn't. Like right. Ronan has written, I'd say, 400 songs. I'd say 250 are in English. Okay. Out of the seven albums, I'd say the majority of the songs are in English. His English songs just haven't worked. One or two of them, even the one we did, maybe someday. That's a great old crack, you know. Yeah. It has to have a change of chord and quite set to remind me. But yeah, at times perhaps. I would have worried because my head on me, but you just have to go with what works. Because right. if you go with what doesn't work, like on the first album we did, I had a song, uh, it was WBH song, I spared it. But it never worked live. Right. It was way too complex. It was way beyond what we could do as musicians. We did right. once or twice, but it didn't work. Uh, and I, I know I recorded another song that died a death in the session. Yeah. And then for Luna Park, I recorded three songs in, our, in English that didn't make it. You know, so it's just whatever worked. It's, it's kind of weird. You have to trust the tune or the song that's working, even if it's in Irish. And like, uh, sorry, yeah, Mind the Gap was um, the second album. And the song that got played most was Roll On Songs Fair in England, on the folk shows in England, strangely right. enough. More than Ireland. In Ireland, it didn't get the, the, the kind of level of uh, support. And the other thing I have to, to note is that, particularly obvious when you're here in North America, that the tone of your music is so universal, um, because with run on the on the the, the bow run, like the the drum is such a big part of native culture, be it oh, yeah. First Nations in Canada or American Indians in Australia or whatever. That I could see people at Year Gate last yeah. night, and they were absorbed by the spirit of the music. And you don't get that in anything else. Mm-hmm. So you guys are tapping into, in a way, I suppose, the soul, mm-hmm. which is, is powerful. Yeah. James, I've been ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. I'm but, it's interesting, but, uh, but it is interesting in relation to what you do about the cultural explosion and all that kind of stuff. We're a product of the efforts of the 50s and 60s parents who decided that Irish was really important and not relying on the government. Yeah. And James is the next generation because he went to the first, the second secondary school that was, uh, that was set up in South County 
done in Wicklow, Clash to which again was part of the success of uh, parents understanding that it's actually, it doesn't diminish your intellect to have a second language or a third language or a fourth or a fifth. It actually enhances everything about society. And he was, he's a product of, of that because his dad had Irish in him. He probably, did he grow up in a grade school or something as well? No, but he's just very much interested yeah. in, in the culture, you know, and the language and the music. So, you know, I, I followed in under his, uh, his influences. I would have to say my full appreciation for the language. Yeah. didn't really happen until I emigrated yeah. and I'll tell you why in that sense it wasn't so much because it was the language but it's when I actually came to realise that language more than anything else defines culture yeah. cool. because whether it be poetry whether it be music or whether it be prose if it is written in the language of the native, mm-hmm. it's expressed in a different way, yeah. and it defines culture in a way not than I spoke. And it was only when I emigrated that I came to fully appreciate right. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Funny, actually, it just make me think of my best friend, and he. I was trying to convert him, get him into playing, you know, maybe back in tunes on a guitar or right. baron, because I knew he'd love it, but he just had no desire whatsoever. Wouldn't go to a fla, wouldn't go to a session, nothing. And then he left Ireland, and when he was leaving, I gave him a hard drive with loads of music on it. Right. And within, I'd say, a month, he sent me a text message saying, Janie Mac. Paul Hayden, the boys of Alice are there. What a tune. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have known a tune. I just spent a decade trying to convince that fellow that this stuff was good, and he yeah, went yeah. off and he did it himself. <laughs> but there you go. You know? but, uh, but for the music, I would say, and I wasn't reared on traditional music either, mm. and I would still, I can thoroughly love it, but I, I, if you were to ask me when you were playing something, yeah. what's that? You'd know what it was. You'd yeah. know it was whatever. I wouldn't. I just, I stage I'd know a lot of the airs yeah. but that's music I would still say the actual language is more yeah. of a definition because yeah. nobody can steal my language yeah. they can actually steal your tune right there you go but uh, another thing is um, part of the again it was the cultural resurgence of the 50s was the founding of cultists yeah. and James is really tied into the cultists in Bray yeah and again it's part of this well, they're kind of, I don't know, do you call it a revolution, silent revolution or something? And yeah. You know, we didn't go to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's there's, there's lots of things I agree and disagree with about, you know, that organisation. But when you go to a FLA, then you see all the kids out playing oh, yeah. And, yeah. and making new yeah. friends and stuff. Ennis and then was, you go phenom- Ennis was phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get to draw it, but I was in Ennis for two of them and it was yeah. phenomenal. So, yeah, it's and uh, the thing that struck me most, especially as, you know, a younger musician, um, I was learning classical and traditional music at the same time, right. and I very, very quickly parked the, the classical stuff because um, the trad, for me, was just much more of a, a community music, kind of a social music, yeah, 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 and it was like about that. sharing with people, and that's yeah, what yeah. I love about right. it, you know, right. I love about it, you know, it's, you, you, get, you know, you got the best job in the world. You get to share you share your art with people and put yeah, some yeah. words on the face. It's like last night down at, in one of the floors, there were two guys from Galway. And one of them is Gabriel Gonzalez. And he was he was playing 
Two beautiful stuff. Yeah. And there's oh, another I heard guy. Him, yeah. huh? I heard him. He's done the, yeah. the part. Uh, yeah, and he's, he, I looked to see, because yeah. uh, when I saw his name, and he's not listed as an artist anywhere. Yeah. Then I looked, and the other, the, so I talked to them. <coughs> and the box player and I just went up and said, where are you from? They said, they're all from Galway. But what was fascinating was some guy came over with his case and his fiddle, took out the fiddle and started playing. Yeah. And it was only at the end of the tune that they introduced themselves to each other. <laughs> There you go. So a total stranger walks up, joins in, and then yeah. and the, the stranger, I think, may have been, uh, could have been French Canadian. I'm not sure, but it was definitely kind of. It uh, invites you in, like traditional, oh. traditional Irish music and folk music, but uh, you know, that's where it really just magnetizes. Is that the right words? Yeah, you know, yeah, it draws yeah, you yeah, in. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was it for me, you know, when I was learning both classical and traditional, I very soon kind of par- put the classical stuff on the shelf yeah. for a while and just enjoyed sh- sitting down and sharing music with people. And I suppose, you know, I'm of an age where I got lucky because the laws changed in Ireland and now kids that are learning don't have the privilege to go down to a pub and sit and play music with uh, older musicians yeah. because the laws now say that children are not seeing the pub. Right. But, but they did. After nine they kind of do, don't they? They can There's be in before a certain hour in the afternoon or something like that. culture is kind of, you know, well, around Dublin anyway, yeah. there's, no well, that, that. there's no opportunities for young Well, from what I've seen around Clare and Galway, there seems to be attention. a lack yeah. of awareness of that that's piece of legislation. Good, good. You know, it often strikes me when I'm teaching I'm teaching a good few and passing it on to a good bunch in, in, in Bray and Wicklow and you know I think God, they're not getting uh, chances to play now lately one of the parents involved in the branch started setting for a session in a cafe on right. the seafront right. yeah. so yeah. every Friday night now there's a session with him yeah. in Bray and uh, so that's so getting back to Keela so officially yeah. then how long is Keela on the road? Ross would say uh, to, uh, 87 so what's that uh, that's 32 years, years. yeah 32 years yeah. October will be 33 years, yeah. Yeah, because like we're, we left yeah. in 88. Oh, that's, how it <laughs> that's what he said, yeah. 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 And before that, there was an incarnation of a band in school called Satanta or Cougar or one of those kind okay. of things, you okay. know. And over the 32 odd years, yeah. um, we've travelled the world. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. were there. They, is there a challenge for three siblings working that close together? Or has has, uh, yeah, has time allowed you to kind of yeah, they, they accept do have, each other? You, you do have challenges, certainly. Um, but we're kind of lucky we li- live different, very different lives. Right. So we're not in each other's faces. Yeah. Like me and Ronan live close by and his kids hang out with my kid. Right. So that, so we're much closer. Ross is 150 miles away from all right. so. But no, uh, when you're on the road itself and when you're working and when you're... When you're ah, yeah, it has, it has its challenges, you know. We're yeah. very, very different musically as well, you know. I know. You know, I'd like chords that Ronan hate. You know, Ross's way of playing music sometimes wrecks both of our heads. Yeah, yeah. You know, he probably thinks, you know, I don't sing loud enough. Right. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. But a, a healthy friction in music is actually really good. Right. You know, you know James is constantly giving out to me about my armature. <laughs> You know, so, no, but it's it's right. You know but what I mean? It, it's really it's really important because you get the, you know, if you if you oh you're brilliant, James, you're brilliant, you're brilliant, oh, you're yeah. brilliant. You're you're the, yeah, yeah. That's a lot there of is that, you know, that's a lovely thing. Like I'm a new addition to Kila. I haven't been on the road with Kila for 33 yeah, years, yeah. but uh, it is a gorgeous 
collective of people to work with and on a personal and artistic level yeah but there you know like being able I've, I've worked with lots of other you know musicians and I never until I started playing with Keela felt I could actually you know receive constructive criticism comfortably or even mention you know right. what you're doing when you're singing or something it's just we, yeah. we, we look after each other it helps it's, it's, it's only like to um, make each other better musicians yeah because otherwise sure well well of course the, the, the thing is that criticism in the true sense of the word yeah. is positive of course it's it is. to critique as distinct yeah, yeah. from that's yeah. it. you're, yeah, you're so analyzing and you're making yeah. the findings and you're presenting them whether they're accepted or not that's, you that's, know that's not that's your problem no, it's, it's, yeah. yeah exactly but uh, you, you mightn't agree you might get a received criticism you mightn't agree right you know <laughs> I, I, I had this amazing so I taught movements in the chain once I sat down with that this is 2003, 2002. Oh, it's a lovely major seven chord, and I just ready, lads. Every single one of them went, no fucking way. <laughs> I still think the chord, I don't. <laughs> So but it was very funny at the time because I really just I spent the whole weekend probably trying to figure it out. So what's on the horizon for you guys? Uh, well, we should record. Yes. Yeah, we, we've we've done a little bit of recording last year, not enough. We're working on a soundtrack uh, next week, the week after, with a French composer uh, on the Cartoon Saloon, next Cartoon Saloon film. I don't know if you know the Cartoon Saloon film. I'm films. familiar with that because they did some wonderful work on the... The Secret of Kells and the Song of the Sea. The Song of the Sea yeah. and, and also the other one with the... The Breadwinner. Yeah, the Breadwinner. Yeah. Fabulous. So we were on the Secret of Kells and the Song of the Sea. Yes. And we're on the next Wolfwalker, so okay. we're, we're doing that. Um, uh, what else we do? We're doing a residency in Paris. In Paris, um, yeah. So that's going to be a week where we're, you know, we're rehearsing and recording yeah. and further developing uh, then, new music. And then maybe record them in, in April, you know, because we're, we're playing very well. We've hit it. It's, it's funny as a band that you kind of go like that and then you kind of... And in the last couple of years, to my years, we've kind of jumped up and then it's like that. And then it's... And every now and again, we just hit, just playing, the tighter playing, uh, better, uh, better, um, more attention to rhythm or what we're doing. It just seems to be a tighter. I don't, I can't. Kind of tighter it. synchronization. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But we, we seem to be keep jumping levels right. that kind of shocked me in a way. It's like, oh Jesus, yeah, that was actually, that was actually the best gig, you know. The really standard seems to be yeah. Well, yeah, the standard well, seems yeah. to be going up. Yeah. We you know. play really well together. We 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 hold you know, if you want to you know, phrase it like that where we hold each other together very I well suppose yeah. do you know when you say it in that context, what just struck me when you say you play really tight well, you know, you go to National Concert Hall in Dublin or wherever and you have the National Symphony Orchestra yeah. and you have a conductor and they play really tight together. Yeah. But they're all sitting there and they're playing really tight yeah, together. Yeah, but it's reading. reading it's a very but strange process. Yeah. yeah. So when you talk in terms of, given how loose you it are seems, yeah. <laughs> on stage, yeah. 
when you say it in that context, it is true that you play really tight together. But there's a, a there's a, a, an authenticity and dyna- dynamic that is never there when you see how tight, like relative. Yeah. To yeah. You see, it's, it's sorry, James. It's very deliberate. Every note is deliberate. Yes. Like there's a lot of rehearsals going. We used to have a track called uh, Luna Park, and everybody thought it was a big long jam. But it, every note for ten minutes was really deliberate, worked out, yeah. rehearsed to the nth degree. But then we were on stage, it just seems to be very loose. Yes. And everything we're doing is, it's really, really worked out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, like, very, a lot of very uh, serious thought and it's gone into every decision, each decision. And within that, there's looseness. Like James was doing stuff last night and I was thinking, remember that so I can say it was great. But yeah, there, <laughs> are, there are moments where, you know, you're voice right here right now might change a bit yeah so yeah, there were a couple of points last night where I just suddenly felt I could try something different here yeah so there's spots you know there's places in the music that allow for improvisation yeah. little, little improvisation yeah. yeah and you see you can go and improvise because everybody else is you know exactly where they're going to be when you land right they're right there beside you right you know so it's so what's on the horizon after Paris have you, have you any um, festival circuit in this Small amount, yeah. Down yeah. Summer, summer, summer booked already. Yes, yeah. yeah. Nothing. I think we're going to Russia. Right. Oh, you have to schedule. There you go. Czech Republic is it? There's a couple of gigs in Ireland. Right. A couple of small gigs in Ireland. Um, What's a small gig? So how would you describe them? Uh, Three hundred people at a festival. Right. A okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In, in during the I summer. I know because given again, as I yeah. said, as the intro, you know, you guys have travelled the globe. You're known. Yeah. So uh, when you say a small gig in Ireland, what's a small gig? I yeah. think from what's a big gig because I know what a big gig would be like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you get into Crow Park. That's a big gig. No, we haven't played Crow Park. We yeah. played once. Well, was that on the on the instrument or with a football? <laughs> well, I give you. Do you want the joke? Who was the last uh, Leitrim hurler to play at an All Ireland final? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, the, 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 was there one? Rossa. Okay. But he played music. Okay. So he played hurling for Leitrim. Right. But he played music with us. Okay. At the All Ireland, we mimed. Okay. We ran out in the middle of the park, <laughs> mimed yeah. for five years. Ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. that's the joke. But yeah. Yeah. And actually, the time we did play music, we, we played at the Special Olympics, and again, they, they made us mime. It was a backing track, so we were up there. The vocals were live. How do you feel about that? Ah, it's nonsense. No, so we've done it maybe three times. No, I know, but just yes. like, you know, it must be stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you well, understand you know, the like decisions they make. No, you know. they can't afford the, the risk of a mistake or something going wrong. So well, they obviously yeah. don't know who they're dealing with. Yeah, but they're doing it across the board. I know, I know, I know because even the Special Olympics, there was the Corps, there was the U2s, there yeah, was on Jovi, there was everybody. I know. And we'd love to have played, and they were saying, no, vocals are live, we'd yeah. have to do it back and try out. And sure, listen, it was great. Yeah. You know. To be, yeah. to be involved in the day was great, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't done as much. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So guys, I'm really appreciative of the time. It's yeah. been great chatting with you. And I said that was you were. It was. I was proud to be in the room there, knowing that you were representing the country I'm from, yeah. in the language that is special, yeah, and that it was touching the soul of the of anyone in the world, nice. and that you may keep doing it. And if anyone wants to find you, the website? Keela.ie. 
and Facebook just look up Keela yeah. and you're on uh, Instagram Twitter all those good places as well. <laughs> all of those things yeah Keela official for Instagram and then uh, Keela I think for, for the Facebook Twitter maybe yeah, yeah. Keela for the Facebook Colin yeah. Martinelli James Mahan thanks a million for taking the time for a moment